Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written published article, Who is at the Helm? 
from 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage Show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump. Much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar, and you get a better buzz with the Savage Premium. So go to go to glow.fm slash Savage Premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. Welcome to the Michael Savage Podcast. We all know that the left in America is the fascist organization we've all feared. Now you say, well, that's a little hyperbolic. No, it isn't. No, it isn't at all. On the Nancy Golosi, she's running it like a... Well, let's leave it at that. Under Nancy Pelosi, they've just censored Newsmax TV. She demanded that they be dropped by DirecTV. Everywhere we turn, someone on the right side of things, the patriotic side, the family side, the decent side, the non-degenerate side is being silenced or canceled. I spoke with my long-term friend and the CEO of Newsmax TV, Chris Ruddy, to learn how his news channel is being snuffed from DirecTV by their parent company, AT&T, after they were pressured from the likes of none other than Nancy Pelosi and her goon squad. The left was once the party of openness and open dialogue. It's now become the young pioneers of the Soviet Union. They're making every attempt to snuff any, quote, misinformation. In other words, any information that they don't agree with, their party line, whether it be about health or about the news itself. If the left's attempts to censor conservatives isn't shocking enough for those of you out there, the second part of this podcast is about how the left wing is plotting to pack the Supreme Court with more judges so they can control the outcome. I spoke with Judge Paul Summers, former attorney general of Tennessee, who explains why adding more justices is a direct threat to our republic. Now, before you go, I want you to understand something. I know more about censorship than anyone else in the United States of America. I was the platform first in the media. I'm the only member of the American media not able to enter a nation. You may not know this. I was the platform first by MSNBC in 2003. Next, I was censored by Britain in 2009. Next, I was censored by Cumulus, iHeart, and Salem. But I'm still truth-telling, fighting for your freedoms and mine, and never use the words woke or liberal or progressive ever again. Use the words communist or Maoist. That's what you use. And remember this. There are those who pose as constitutional scholars like Mark Levin, who celebrated when I was thrown off the air after Britain censored me. That's right. He went on his radio show and he said I deserved it. Constitution. Mr. Constitution. Not everyone who claims that they're conservative is conservative. Some of them are the opposite. And then to top it all off, I posted a private video of an interview with Dr. Peter McCullough about the dangers of the COVID vaccine and helpful nutraceuticals. I posted it last night. YouTube censored me this morning. That's right. But you'll hear the entire interview I did with Dr. McCullough on my upcoming podcast next Tuesday. But today, settle back 
and listen to the sad story of what Pelosi and the gangsters are doing to your very freedoms. And you liberals should be the first to be frightened because when they came for Michael Savage, you may have celebrated, but you'll be next. And I can guarantee it. Hi, Michael. Hello, Chris. How are you? Nice to see you. I know you're under terrible time pressure. We'll make it short. Well, I appreciate your support and friendship during this period. Just you shoot, and I'll uh, I'll try to All right. dodge the bullets. All right, let's start from the top. Newsmax has been deplatformed by um, Directv. I have one question to begin with. Does this have Fox News all over it? Meaning, you're a competitor to Fox. Do you think that they had anything to do with encouraging Directv to do this to Newsmax? Um, all I can say is Fox News uh, closed their negotiations about a month or so, and they did their own deal with DirecTV within the past two months, um, just a month before, a little over a month, our deal was supposed to expire. So why don't I just leave it at that? It's pretty clear that DirecTV's position, which is rather interesting, Newsmax is at the top number four top cable news channel in the United States number 16 of all the hundreds of channels where we have Nielsen says 25 million people watch us regularly. Um, they said we were not eligible for even a penny of cable fees that we even though the top 75 cable channels all get fees, um, everybody gets a cable fee. We're not eligible for not even a penny. Um, Why? Because you don't have enough ratings. Is that their implication? Well, um, uh, there's, I, I, you know, there, there are, we're the top four news cable channel in the United States. There's 22 liberal channels they carry. We can, we have the list of them. I can share it. Uh, even comedy channel is liberal news for kids. They have 22 of these channels. Every one of them gets paid and three quarters of them have less ratings than Newsmax. Every one of them That's gets the paid. So point. this is a very clear attempt at censorship because they knew, Michael, if we didn't get a little cable fee, a tiny... And you know what the fee was? The fee's about a dollar for per year per cable subscriber, a dollar per year. Mm. So they're telling their cable subscribers, they're telling them we dropped Newsmax because we didn't want to increase your costs. Meanwhile, they carry 22 channels that probably cost them a few hundred dollars to their cable customers that you don't watch or you don't want to watch if you're a conservative. Direct TV, mm. when we started five over five years ago, had 20 million subscribers. Do you know how many they have today? 13 million, 7 million people have left their service. So they've lost 30% of their listenership. Yeah, people are leaving. They're doing dramatic price increases. Um, they just increased, announced another $10 a month price increase on one of their packages. So, you know, we don't really see DirecTV as the future for Newsmax, but we're willing to fight when people try to censor our voice. I don't blame you they because it's a bad precedent, terrible precedent. So they closed down One America, OAN, last year. Uh, they gave no reason. It came after Nancy Pelosi. You know who she is from San Francisco. But why is she? Wait, wait, I read that she was the one who demanded they take down Fox News, OAN, and Newsmax. Her, her, her supporters in Congress wrote a letter to Directv, to Comcast, and all these major companies, saying, "Why are you carrying?" And they had to explain, and they claimed that we were doing mis misinformation on the election. Are we counterfighting? Do you now that we have a Republican majority, however slim in Congress, is there 
a counter counter fight being launched against these companies? Well, I'm urging everyone to call Congress. We have a petition. If you go to IWantNewsMax.com, IWantNewsMax.com, or call Congress, which is a very easy number, 202-224-3121. Call your Congress center and tell them they need to have hearings. I don't know if they're going to fight, Michael, and answer your question. That's right. Uh, That's what I'm afraid of. I think they're a paper tiger. Well, they stand up. You know, we're getting a very strong, positive comment. They're not quiet on this. They realize. Now, there is some breaking news that happened about an hour ago. Mm. DirecTV announced that in place of Newsmax, it's going to be putting a commentary channel called The First. Um, As you know, The First was formed by some of the former Glenn Beck people. And it's mostly just radio shows being simulcast, mostly names people haven't heard of. And um, and the first is is it's a fig leaf. They're taking closing town, two of the most popular cable news channels in the U.S., and they're replacing them with um, they're replacing them with with uh, with a channel no one's heard of. And it doesn't do any news coverage. They have no news reporters in the White House Congress. So don't be fooled. President Trump last night called for a boycott. He said he was personally canceling AT&T and DirecTV products. He's called these people lunatics. Um, and he's he said that he's canceling them. And he said that it's tremendous, disgusting was it the is. word he used. It is. Do you, now, I watch your channel here in the Bay Area on Comcast. What's the relationship there? Is it solid? Well, Comcast has been a good partner for ours. We haven't had any issue. And so we um, we we are obviously still uh, dealing with them. We're on most of their cable homes. I think their customers like us. I have no reason to think they we have signed hundreds of cable agreements with our new agreement for that minor fee last year. So that's still continuing on. You know, Chris, I, I got to tell you, look, I broadcast as a guest. I fill it like a, you know, a little guest here on Thursdays on Jen's show and on Saturdays on the count. And a lot of my radio audience looks forward to that because there's no other place for them to see me other than the podcast where they can't see me. I've been silenced. I was thrown off cumulus. I was, thrown, you know, I was banned in Britain. I understand what censorship is, Chris. This is a terrible, terrible precedent. This is what happened in the Soviet Union. This is what happened in China. This is what happened in Cambodia. This is the baby step of completely censoring, censoring any opinions they don't agree with. But I think that there may be, and it's my intuition, some financial finagling going on behind the scenes from, as you, as I mentioned at the beginning, I don't think it's purely direct TV. I think this could be coming from your major competitor who you're, you're nipping well, at them pretty strong. You know, I, well, I we're taking a big chunk. You know, we have half of CNN's ratings on the coverage rating right now. And then, you know, we have a big OTT platform. We do stream free for the time being. That'll eventually end. So people say, oh, they stream free. Um, we stream free. We're on Samsung, Pluto, Zuma, Roku. Right. People are tuning in. In fact, we're seeing a big surge of viewership this week. People tuning into Newsmax because we've had so many people on to discuss these issues and they're now checking us out. And I think they like, you know, we have a great crackerjack team. You come on, you're beloved on our channel. 
Uh, people, some people said you missed your calling, Michael. That you should have been a television star. I was. I was star. for three months on MSNBC. And your ratings were super high. You were the highest rated thing that network had at the time. I remember they're higher than yeah. some of their hosts today. And it was a Saturday afternoon with no. no I know. Problem. I know. It just shows you the draw that the, the magnetism there. You know what it is? You're an interesting guy. You're a funny guy. But you tell the truth and you talk to people on a, on a reality basis. And they don't want to have that. You and I, before you go, you're doing interviews all day long. They have to know how far back our friendship goes, because Janet and I remember being in the Newsmax headquarters in Palm Beach during the well, Al Gore election. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You don't remember me being at your bar mitzvah? <laughs> wait a minute. I was at your communion, wasn't I? No, I didn't. No, I think you were at my bris. I was at your bris. <laughs> <laughs> We don't want to go there and tell people what that's all about. No, no, don't I, I don't want to even talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm still traumatized by it. But anyway, we'll go but, on. But Chris, well, you're still you know, smiling. We, we go you're... back a long way. And, you know, we share a similar. And we we both always liked Donald Trump. You you grew up. You were raised a few miles from his home. I was raised a few miles from his home. We come from the same territory. Where is this going to go, Chris, before you go? I, you know, how many years have, has it taken you to build this business of the TV part? Well, we're 25 years. This year will mark this September, the 25th anniversary of Newsmax. The, yeah. And the TV, we started as a digital media. Newsmax.com is usually popular. And then we we um, we went into television and we're now on TV. That started five, six or seven years ago. Yeah, and now they're... we're like a top channel and we haven't had the big big uh, big checkbooks that a lot of these big media companies have. Michael Savage, a host like no other. So first they take away your advertisers through boycotts. Now they take away the platform. This is how it works, isn't it? They've been doing systematic lawsuits uh, on the election stuff, the constant negative press, uh, constant attacks on everything from Wikipedia to online. They've been blocking us on Twitter and uh, Newsmax is fighting back. And, you know, they don't like us having this access to the public. So they're they're constantly thinking of ways of doing this. These podcasts are very enormously important. That's why I'm joining you. I might add people that want to get if they're on their cell phone, if they just send the word truth to 39747, truth to 39747. We can send them this petition on Newsmax for the DirecTV. They can get um, all the latest updates, Trump statements, all the breaking news and our show information. Very important that we be in touch with people that uh, share our values and communicate. So it's so, truth 39747. Okay, so the word truth precedes 39747. Got it. Truth, text, truths are 39747. Chris, where do you go from here? Well, I was going to go to Wendy's, but that's what I thought. Um, with with, uh, with with President Trump? Yeah. Or is he a, McDo he is he a McDonald's likes, man? He likes, you know, I always describe his diet this way. The first 20 years was a Big Mac, fries, and a Coke. And then in about 1998, 99, I'm told, it had a very dramatic change. It really did. Every He would literally eat this for lunch every day. The change was it was a Big Mac fries and a Diet Coke. 
I don't know how he does it at his age without having yeah, any, he's any an coronary. Amazing guy. I mean, he, they should really study him in science. No, they should. I mean, they, how does he not have any heart condition? I don't get it. He looks healthier than both of us combined. <laughs> Stop it. You look like you lost 30 pounds. What's wrong with you? Well, I don't know if I've lost weight. I hope I, I hope. It Chris, you look, you look like a different person, very thin. Well, I'm, I'm, I've, oh, I thought, wait a minute. You think I've been overweight? <laughs> You're so Jewish. Stop it. And you're Irish. I don't know. This. That was such a Jewish statement. Yeah. You know, like the, the the mother gives the child a blue shirt and the red shirt. The child wears the blue shirt. She says, what's wrong with the red shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Chris, um, we're, we're behind you 100 percent. Oh, good. I appreciate your support, you know, and the best way is really, I think, vote with your pocketbooks. There are many channels. Fubo carries us. Dish carries us. Comcast Charter carries us on one of their packages. Um, Altice. There's so many all across the country. If you go to Newsmax, if you do that uh, text message, NewsmaxTV.com. Also, we list all the places you can find us. And it's easy to switch. And I think people have to vote with their pocketbooks these days. You mean drop direct TV if they keep this up, is what you're saying. Well, President Trump has called for their for canceling them. Donald Jr. came out for the for a boycott against them and said cancel the service. Catholic League yesterday just announced that they're supporting the Catholics in the country should uh, change it. Wow. Um, I think there'll be more and more. Well, maybe they'll wake up and say we're sorry and take it back, take Newsmax back. I mean, how can they say, you well, know, by the way, Newsmax TV, Chris, Newsmax TV is very middle of the road, by the way, by and large. You're not an extremist channel. I got to say that right off. You could consider me to the right of them, but most of them are very centrist. I've watched many of them. I know. You know what it is? You, you hear you really want to hear what the story is. The left has moved further left and they want to redefine the center. And so we are pretty, pretty center right. We're not extreme at all. Um, but we are, you know, we're open for truth and we like to have a discussion. They don't even want to have a discussion. Of course not. It's the senile snake surrounded by the young pioneers. And you very much know what I'm saying. I've never seen a country melt down so quickly in terms of loss of freedom as I have on the Joe Biden in these two years. It's not him per se. It's the people around him who will drag the country into into a Cambodia-like state. It has to be but, stopped. You know, I, I went to this school called the London School of Economics. There was a guy that wrote a dissertation when he was in college, and it it called it was called How to Stage a Coup, and it became a best-selling book. And the, the one of the chapters, the first chapter, is if you're trying to overthrow a government in a third-world country, it was about third-world countries, he said, get control of the media first. You don't take over the government buildings. You take over the TV station because you control the narrative. Well, basically, the left has controlled all the media stations except for Fox out there and Newsmax are left wing, as you know, everything. All the major big tech companies are left wing. You know, you go through the list and every major local TV station and you go through and, and all the newspapers. And we're just hearing you have been a um an oasis in the desert here for many many years on radio and newsmax has been on the web but you know we're being facebook and google google's one of the worst offenders that's ever been out there they just they don't even google owns youtube we posted a snippet of an interview i did yesterday with dr peter mcculloch about covid 
they took it down today and it was a private video i would they're like the they're the fa- they're the new liberal fascists <laughs> youtube tv does not include any conservative channels like newsmax don't subscribe to youtube tv fubo is very good they have us uh, a lot of people and they're very inexpensive but um you know it's it's a battle and i think we we are in the middle of that. I, I'm not sure we're going to be the winning side. Everybody thinks the good guys. Well, win. let me ask you this. Will Tucker Carlson have you on his show? I don't know. I, I doubt it because we're a major competitor. I understand. But, but he understands, you know, the canary in the coal mine theory. You know, today it's Newsmax. Tomorrow it's Fox. Pelosi's calling for them to drop Fox as well. Well, let me ask you, did Bill O'Reilly, then number one at Fox, have you on when you were censored by Cumulus and all these other Britain and well, I was I'm banned sure in Britain. Was- O'Reilly, O'Reilly was fair to me. It was Hannity who attacked me, and his his little stooge Levin actually celebrated that I was banned in Britain. Now he poses as Mister Constitution. Constitution. Well, I believe that whenever one person suffers like this, you know, it's they they come one by one, and if you don't stand up and you don't see the big picture. And um, when One America was banned last year, we covered it on all our shows. Right, we, right. You know, they just didn't they didn't have much of a following was their problem. No, I never they, watched them, honestly. Yeah. So, Chris, last okay. words. People should text truth to truth to three, nine, seven, four, seven, truth, three, nine, seven, four, seven. What else should they do? Well, they can call direct TV, demand to have Newsmax back if they agree with President Trump that they should cancel. That's something they should decide. Second, they should call Congress, call the House and Senate. Their members, their congressmen, their senators say, look, you need to have hearings. Don't don't issue a tweet. Go and denounce the date of the hearings that DirecTV and AT&T and all these guys are coming for closing down conservative platforms. Doesn't doesn't the House have a an FCC uh, influence over the FCC? Well, the FCC doesn't control all of satellite. And there isn't isn't the controls that you think. Now, what that's sort of good. We don't want government regulating media, but we want to have diverse media. Yes. And what happens is government keeps keeps cutting out or helping, as we saw that Twitter was colluding with the FBI. I mean, it's just astounding, and it's been hardly reported by the liberal media this was going on, even though now it's quite it's quite um, acknowledged. How about Musk? Has he have you been in touch with him? I have not. No, I have met him before. Uh, no, I mean, he, he certainly has his own problems with regard to boycotts, doesn't well, he? Look at him. He was a darling of the liberal media. Yes. And now he issued a couple of things and said Trump should have a platform and they're closing him down, too. And he's Chris, worth one hundred and fifty billion. You should see Marin County and San Francisco. All of the sad faces on the liberals driving uh his cars they don't know what to do they're ashamed to be seen in them now they're all stuck they're stuck with teslas they don't know how to get rid of them i don't you remember the days when liberals were like alan dershowitz they would disagree with you they'd have strong opinions but yes. they still believed in free speech and honest discussion oh you're talking about america aren't you <laughs> i i don't know i i've never called for cnn to be closed down i msnbc i but They'll immediately say close you down that they and they've decided what is information. All this misinformation. COVID was misinformation on Wuhan. That was misinformation. Um, uh, the the Hunter B- B- Biden laptop was Russian. 
a Russian yeah. operation. Now we know that's not true, but we couldn't talk about it. They didn't even let us talk about it and say you have a discussion. Chris, I admire your fortitude. It's because you come from um, a great family in Queens, New York, and you breathe the same air in Alley Pond Park with your girlfriend's that I did and Donald Trump did, even though we didn't know each other. We were at different parts of the woods. Oh, I hope to God we didn't share girlfriends. I just. Well, I, I didn't say that. I said we shared air. Know. We breathe the oh, same okay. air. Oh, okay. Air. Okay. Same air. You, you were on the other side of Cunningham Park. Let's, weren't you? Let's, let's put it this way. Donald Trump was a lot richer than you and me. And he had some of the best looking girlfriends, I'm sure, that God ever created. And you and I were not so lucky. But. <laughs> But well, we I did very well. I married a beautiful girl from Queens and a, a brilliant. Oh, girl. she's smarter than I am. She's she's one of the most remarkable women that I've met in my life. She's just amazing. Send their regards to President Trump. And would you be in Florida over the next 30 days? Do you think I'm here on New York? You know, Newsmax is in both Florida and New York and in Washington. So I move about. I'm here in Florida at the moment. But um, I will I will see. I see former President Trump from time to time. And I will tell him I've mentioned you. Tell him I would like to mention you. Well, he doesn't drink. So I'll make I have a drink for both of us when I come down to Mar-a-Lago as your guest. But he does eat kosher hot dogs. And I know you like them. So I force one. That's because of Jared. Yeah famous story but chris listen i just want to leave you without a joke this is not a joking matter this is freedom of speech this is truth as opposed to complete and total censorship and i want everyone listening to this podcast to do whatever they can to write the ship that's sinking the ship is called america so text truth 39747 and by all means, contact Congress and let them know what you think about freedom of speech and direct TV. Chris Ruddy, thank you very much. I'm behind you 1000 percent. Thank you, Michael. Really appreciate it. And keep it up. We we'll look forward to being in touch again. Soon. See you it's, soon. It's in God's hands. Thank you. Thank you. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. The last refuge of freedom in the country is the Supreme Court. If we let the left take over the Supreme Court by packing the Supreme Court, which they want to do, as you will hear in the following podcast, it will be the end of freedom of speech in the United States of America. I spoke with Judge Paul Summers, former attorney general of Tennessee, who explains why adding more justices is a direct threat to our republic. Pay attention. Hello, 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 Judge. Hello, hello Judge Doctor. Summers. How are you, Judge? I do well. Just call me Paul if you want to. I don't care. We're going to try and save the world one day at a time. That's all we it's, can do. It's getting so bad. I mean, I cannot believe. I want to say that we just got news that George Soros, I do not understand this man, has just given four and a half million dollars to try and pack the Supreme Court. What is the end game of this crazy man? I don't know. So, I mean, the issue is court packing, which was tried under even the, the socialist FDR, as you know better than I do. And it was it was soundly rejected when FDR tried it in the heyday of socialism in America. So, let, Judge, let me back up for a minute. How have the Democrats become so emboldened that they would even think about packing the Supreme Court 
after they just lost in the House of Representatives? That's a very good question. And unfortunately, we don't have much of a uh, institutional knowledge of, of, of history or of civics in America. Hmm. Let me give you a little bit of background, doctor. Please, please do. Uh, the only time that you can we can talk about packing the court is when we have a unified Congress and uh, the executive branch. Article one and Article two are both unified. Hmm. Interestingly enough, uh, since uh, about uh, oh, let's see, eighteen twenty-five or so, uh, actually eighteen fifty. We've had a unified we've had a unified system where one party controlled both the presidency and the Congress for 45 times Mm -hmm. of those 45 times. 23 of those times have been Democrats and 25 have been Republicans. Interesting. Uh, 25 have been Republicans. Now, it's not. It is a uh, it's not correct to say that only the Democrats packed the court. Is the that Republicans true? have packed the court? They have when? Yes. Well, for example, uh, our, our beloved President Lincoln, back after the Civil War, after <laughs> the Dred Scott decision, increased the number from seven, as I recall, to ten. <laughs> I'm laughing because I don't respect Lincoln. I'm 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 one of those who studied him in great detail. And although I'm supposed to bow down to the Saint Lincoln, the things he did were out of another universe. Uh, But I don't think you want to I don't think you want to get into that right now. Well, I'm I'm just I'm just telling you a fact that 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 Lincoln, President Lincoln, a Republican, uh, increased the number to 10 back Mm. after the Dred Scott decision. And then uh, also he was assassinated in 1865, as you remember. And then uh, Andrew Johnson was the president. He was a Democrat. And, and then they, they, they uh, decreased the number to seven. And then Ulysses S. Grant, when he was president in 1869, uh, basically increased it to nine where it has stand stood for the last 154 years. Well, what would for the average listener, Judge, I don't mean to interrupt, but I need to think the way they are. And I know their attention span is much different than yours. mine. So forgive me if I jump in with a question now and again. Sure. What what is it that we should fear the most? It's at nine now and the Democrats would like to make it what, 15 there have been proposals for up to up to 15 yes uh but what i'm what i'm trying to say is that that the democrats are not alone you know i hear you i hear you both parties are 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 involved parties are let let me let me explain why court packing is not a good thing our forefathers our founding fathers were not only smart they were clairvoyant they created three separate and equal branches of government the first two were absolutely political. The congressional branch, Article One, and the presidential branch, Article Two, completely political. They they paid attention to polls. They paid attention to ideology. They paid attention to politics. Mm. The third branch was was created as an independent entity that is not supposed to be anything other than independent 
follow the rule of law and the rule of law being what we find in the Declaration of Independence, that is that all men and women are created equal and then endowed with certain unalienable rights of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And most importantly, the judiciary is supposed to be a checks and balances on abuse of power by any branch of government. They are they don't pay any attention to polls. They're not supposed to. I've been a judge at every level in, in my home state. I've argued before the United States Supreme Court when I was attorney general. They are absolutely independent, and we need to maintain that crown jewel of independence so that we have the constitutional republic. Now, one more thing. If we allow, right now, the, 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 the Constitution is silent on the number of justices. Mm. We have had a minimum of five. We've had a maximum of ten. We've had nine for the last 154 years. Mm. It's worked pretty well. There is no opinion that somebody is not unhappy with. Uh, of the seven to 10,000 applications for permission to appeal every year with the Supreme Court, they grant about 2% of those. They, they render a maximum of about 150 opinions. Somebody's going to be mad about an opinion somewhere. But the point is they are final. They don't operate on ideology. They operate on the rule of law and independence. And that's the way we want to keep them. Well, Judge, I agree with you. And one of the reasons I, I wanted, wanted to do this um, meeting or interview with you is because I see this as a disaster in the making if the far left gets away with it. When I see that Senator Elizabeth Warren declared, quote, we need to get some confidence back in our court, and that means we need more justices on the United States Supreme Court. And then I see the George Soros, the evil, who has destroyed our cities with his uh, radical DAs, uh, created a crime wave unseen in American history throughout our major cities. This man now wants to create a crime wave coming down from the Supreme Court. They've been running a, an anti-Supreme Court campaign in the media now ever since Trump was elected and appointed people to the Supreme Court. And so the Supreme Court has a 40 percent approval mark. Well, of course it does. The media and the government is in a collusion to do anything that the far left wants. Everybody can see that. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered and raw. So I have a question for you. This is important, uh, I think, for the listeners. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, which I mentioned at the beginning, the demigod of the left, attempted to pack the Supreme Court. He was stopped, as I said. What happened at that time? You're a judge and a historian and a scholar. What was the debate about and how did they stop FDR from packing the Supreme Court in his time? It's my understanding that he wanted to, quote, pack the court and increase it by a maximum of 15 members, as I recall, oh. so that so that some of his New Deal policies could become effective and could be found constitutional. Mm. He apparently had run into some difficulties with the with the current Supreme Court that he had been because some of his, quote, New Deal policies and laws were not found to be constitutional. So he said, let's. Let's just pack the court. Let's just increase the number. Well, he failed miserably, even though he had he won. He won the popular vote. 
He won, at that time, I think the most popular vote ever. Uh, it was his, what, second or third time that he had been reelected. Uh, 1937 is when, when this happened. But despite the fact of his popularity, he failed miserably because somebody uh, in the Congress apparently realized that this is not a good thing, that court packing is a bad thing. Hmm. And why is it a bad thing? Remember this, whether it's a Democrat trying to pack the court or whether it's a Republican trying to pack the court, mm -hmm. what's going to happen in about six to eight years when the other party is in power? Mm -hmm. The next thing you're going to have is they're going to retaliate and they're also going to pack the court. So about 30 years from now, some little some little young lady, some little young boy uh, on Thanksgiving they asked his granddaddy or her granddaddy, granddaddy, why do we have 32 members <laughs> on the United States Supreme Court? This is the crown jewel of our independent constitutional republic. Let's keep it that way. Lucky nine. It's my it's lucky nine. Lucky That's my lucky number. But, you know, when you look at the Supreme Court and dictatorships, very often they're very large, aren't they? What do you mean large? In number. Oh, well, yeah, uh, it. it to, to say that, that, that a 9-0 opinion is uh, inconceivable is not true. As a matter of fact, uh, since so about uh, uh, the last 30 or 35 years, the ratio of 9-0 opinions has been a plurality, mm. not a minority, but a plurality of opinions. So it's not inconceivable that you have a lot of nine O's and eight one opinions. Mm -hmm. Now, let me also say one thing too. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be anything other than an independent constitutional Republic that we have. Mm -hmm. If we lose that, if we lose that independence of the Supreme court, we no, no longer will have that crown jewel. Let's keep that crown jewel. Why did, why did, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, before she died, why did she make the statement? You know, we've had nine for a pretty good long time. That seems to be a good number. Isn't that interesting? So here is a far left but reasonable liberal, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who said nine is a good number. I, I just looked this up. How many judges are on the Supreme Court in China? And it says the court has about 400 judges. I don't know whether they all sit on every case. But maybe we'll get there one day if there's enough Soros money. I think I think Venezuela has 32. <laughs> so the more judges you have <laughs> that you appoint, the more you can control the outcome, obviously. Well, let me let me say this. Uh, even at the local level. Let's suppose let's, let's suppose the judge is trying a case and he or she does the best they can to interpret the law, and to try the case. Well, how many times have you seen a case go to court and where the people who walk out of the north side of the courthouse, they say, well, justice was served today. Mm -hmm. The people who walk out of the south end of the courthouse say, well, you can't get any justice in this court. <laughs> <What? laughs> and, and how is that any different in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> no, no different. <laughs> well, you're a former judge. You must have seen it all in your in all. your day. How many years? Uh, going on, well, about 45. God, that's 45 as a lawyer. And, I, and I've done just about everything. And I've been very blessed. 
I've also argued before the United States Supreme Court, the, the hottest court that you could ever argue before, I assure you. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. Judge Summers, when you were a an attorney and an appeals court judge, what was the local appeal, uh, federal appeals court district in your area? Which number was it? Oh, the, the Sixth Circuit. The Sixth Circuit would be. Because I live in the San Francisco area and we have this uh, Ninth, Circuit, Ninth Circuit, which is extremely left wing. Yep. So we know why nine justices are there now. We know that FDR attempted to pack the courts and was shut down. We know that Ruth Bader Ginsburg herself, a a very, very distinguished figure in the minds of many on the left, said nine is a good number. Judge, what lies at stake if the Democrats should pack the Supreme Court today? What lies at stake? There's there's a couple of uh, political issues that shouldn't have anything to do with judges, but obviously because of your question, we've got I've got to answer that question. And that is that uh, what's going to happen is that if if they keep talking, they are going to wind up making the issue about court packing a campaign issue in 2024. Mm. And quite frankly, I hope that they do. Ah. Because if, if they do, if they keep talking about it, they're going to make it a campaign issue. And then the issue is, well, what is your position Mr. Representative, what is your position, Senator, uh, on running for re-election uh, in your state on the issue regarding packing the court? Well, I'm against packing the court. Well, then, what is your position on the Keep Nine constitutional amendment process that has uh, been filed by Dusty Johnson in the uh, in the House of Representatives mm-hmm. and by Senator Ted Cruz in the Senate? Well, I can't get into that. Well, that means, quite frankly. If he can't, if he or she can't get into that, that means they probably are want to reserve court packing for a future time. The bottom line is this: we want to make it a, 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 a we want to make it a campaign issue. We want we want to flesh them out. We've got over two hundred. We've got over two hundred uh, members of Congress, mostly all Republicans, all of them are Republicans, that 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 support the keep nine constitutional amendment. Mm -hmm. We've got over a thousand state office holders uh, that support the keep nine amendment. The question is, why don't the Democrats want to do that? Well, if they wind up packing the court one of these days, they're going to see that what's going to happen is the Republicans are going to do the same thing. And next thing you know, would be like Venezuela. Well, that's a good argument. And certainly a rational discussion would lead us to that conclusion. You know, as good for the goose is good for the gander and all of that um, methodology of thinking. But I'm, I'm something here that's interesting. Fox News reported that the White House press secretary confirmed in June of 2022 that President Biden does not support court packing during an Air Force One press hearing. I've already spoken on. I, I'm not a fan of pack, uh, court packing. She said that is something that the president does not agree with. She said that is not something that he wants to do. Of course, he could change that at any time. But I think since losing the House of Representatives and seeing such a polarized nation and seeing that the country itself has had enough, I, I don't know that they're going to move in this direction. What do you think today? Do you think they're going to try to do this? I know Elizabeth Warren would like it. Bernie Sanders would like it. Occasional Cortex would like it. But would the general Democrat 
party move in this direction, in your opinion? I, I doubt it. I doubt it within the next two years. Hmm. Hopefully, uh, when when they have when when they have at some point in time a unified system that is Democrats in both the House and the Senate and the presidency, that's when they might take the move because all it takes, all it takes is to uh, pass a law in Congress uh, that that creates that changes the number from nine to fifteen or nine to thirteen or whatever you want to change it to. Now, one thing about it, though, the filibuster, the filibuster is in the Senate. The filibuster in the Senate is a is a, is a stopgap for crazy ideas that want, want want to be passed. Now, they can always they can always use the nuclear option, reduce the filibuster down to just a constitutional majority if they want to. They, they would have that power. Now, the question is, would they want to do it? The bottom line is this. I don't think that they probably will. They probably don't want to even want to talk about it between now and 2024. And they hope in 2024 that they will uh, once again be in power, both in the presidency and in the Congress. And at that point in time, at that point in time, they may very well do it. They might wind up having to uh, reduce the filibuster and use the nuclear option or maybe even uh, make make the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico state so that they so that they have more members of the Senate. And Guam, we have to throw Guam into the mix as well. Make Guam, Guam what, whatever. <laughs> the bottom line is this. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was correct. Nine has worked a long time. Every constitutional question that comes up is one of great importance. But every constitutional question needs to be decided by a majority of the elected, the of the appointed, and then confirm justice. Judge, the Supreme Court reform, those are the words that you see keywords that seems to be trending a bit these days. And that's because it was pushed by the far left, such as Elizabeth Warren, before this last go around where the Republicans squeaked out a little victory. And uh, by what I'm seeing right now, the whole Democrat Party has toned down their rhetoric somewhat. I personally don't believe they're going to try this, as you just said, before the presidential in 24. But you're thinking ahead, which is great, because this is in the works for sure in the back of their mind, especially when we read this just came out. What's the date on this? January 4th, 2023. That was only about a week ago. Week ago. Soros doubles funding to left wing legal group working top and Supreme Court group dedicated to blah, blah, blah. Who did he send it to? They're going to try to do it. Demand justice is the name of the group. I never heard of them. Demand justice is the far left group that he just gave the money to. So although it won't become an issue it in the near future, it may become an issue in the far future. Any last words for the listeners? What do they have to listen for? What do they have to learn to understand what's at stake with regard to packing the Supreme Court judge? Well, first of all, they need to get on our website. We are a grassroots organization. We're the Coalition to Preserve the Independence of the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. Our our website is is, uh, 
www.keep9.org. Our telephone number is 202-255-5000. And our email is leaders at keep9, that's keep9, right out, N-I-N-A dot org. And we welcome you to inquire and to look at our website. We want to maintain a constitutional republic with an independent court system. If you're not willing to support a constitutional amendment, then you probably are in favor of packing the court. I hear you loud and clear. Now, I want to make sure the listeners get this right. Keep nine is spelled out, N-I-N-E, in both cases, correct? Yes, www.keep9.org and leaders at keep9.org. That's very important for my listeners who are very informed and generally very activist behind the scenes. And although it seems to me, and we agree, uh, that they would not try to pack the Supreme Court before the presidential because of the shellacking in their mind they just took. They probably thought they were going to win the Congress. Yeah, I, I was one of the few people in the media who said when everyone was screaming about a red wave coming, I said, not so fast. I said this back in June. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Well, I have a real important question for you because when they, sure. when they passed this uh, um, abortion thing that got overturned i said this is awful why did the republicans permit this question to come up before the supreme court before the election because that's what changed the entire dynamic and i still don't know how this works judge you've been there you've done this you know how these things work who is it who brings these issues before the supreme court for them to decide whether to, you know to even take the case who is it, who brings it forth to them well, the appellant, the person who usually loses the case at the circuit court level, usually is the one who makes an application for permission to appeal. There are somewhere between 7,000 and 10,000 applications filed per year. Mm. They grant about 125 to 150 per year. That's less than 2%. Every one of them is important. No, but Judge, in your opinion, why would the Republicans majority on the supreme court now let's say these things come to the supreme court who decides which cases to hear well let me ask you this question this don't you don't you think that the media and social media has has somewhat uh, confused people about what dobbs said well, let me explain what i mean no they're confused about their own gender i'm sure you're right uh they're they're, they're very confused dobbs dobbs opinion did all it did was in 1973 we came out with roe versus Wade. the supreme court created a federal constitutional provision of abortion out of whole cloth what they did in the dobbs decision was the supreme court said we were wrong in roe versus wade in 1973 and we are reversing our position in Roe versus Wade, but we are sending it back to the 50 states for them to make a decision. They did not abolish abortion. No, of course, but it they, was sold. They as... created abortion. They abolished it at the federal oh, No, I level. understand, but the average person doesn't know that. that well, well the, the problem is the average person is thinking, well, they abolished abortion. How could they have done that? Well, they didn't abolish abortion. But what I mean, what they did was they sent it back to the states where it belonged in the first. But place. what I'm wondering, who is it 
on a Republican dominated Supreme Court who would have made this disastrous blunder of even hearing that case just before an election? Well, it might be that they don't pay any attention to polls or politics. Aha. Uh-huh. And that's their job. So you mean they make they they make they 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 should not be a they should not be dictated by polls, politics, ideology, or culture. They should be dictated by how they conceive that the Constitution reads. They said we were wrong in 1973. We're going to correct that error. Maybe they didn't even think. I don't know. I wasn't on the Supreme Court. I, I can't tell you. But what I do know is they shouldn't be worried about polls that's their job is to not worry about polls or politics. well it almost cost the republican party the house of representatives making that decision because the women became the radical activists in planned parenthood etc those in the abortion business went haywire and started spending a fortune making this bigger than the war in ukraine bigger than inflation bigger than any topic in the world the right to uh, kill the unborn judge. It's been a Michael, doctor. Let me know. Michael's fine. I'm Michael to everyone. Uh, well, well, Dr. Michael, just don't, I'm I'm like, I'm I'm Paul. Don't call me late for supper. Bo. Uh, Don't don't call me late for supper. That's all I care about. (laughs) I like that one. Love it. I think I'm going to lift. I'm going to borrow that one from you. How many, how many, how many people who got, who got all torn up about, about the Dobbs opinion, ever read the opinion? None. <laughs> How many people who, who who got all torn up about the Dobbs opinion ever read even the syllabus of the opinion? Let me ask you this question. The Supreme Court did the same thing. They reversed themselves in a little case, in, in a little case uh, uh, involved, involving Brown versus Board of Education, which overruled a case that they had previously ruled on in Plessy versus Ferguson. Plessy versus Ferguson said separate but equal was constitutional. Then in Brown versus Board of Education in circa 1954, they said we were wrong in Plessy versus Ferguson. Brown versus Board of Education says that's not constitutional. Now, do people get upset about that? But, Judge, I'll ask you a question. How many of the radical feminists who are over the age of 60, who are most adamant about uh, the rights to abortion, have ever been married and had children? The answer is probably near zero. So this is this is I see I got a smile from your face. But I look at these women, these hysterical pro-abortion activists, and most of them look like they've never been with a man. uh, And also they've never had children. Why are they so concerned about reproductive rights? I'll never understand. Well, let, let me ask you this. Remember, we, we started off by saying that, that we, we lack we lack a historical knowledge in this nation. We, we lack a knowledge of civics. Matter of fact, I'm I'm writing an article. I started writing an article uh, every other week from a local newspaper. Now I'm writing it for uh, the Tennessean, uh, the Nashville Tennessean and also the USA Today, Tennessee. On the Constitution, my interpretation of the Constitution, completely nonpartisan interpretation of the Constitution, judges are supposed to be neutral, detached, independent, follow the rule of law. Let me say one more thing, Dr. Michael Savage. 
Call me Michael, but just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. About three years ago, 15 former attorneys general made the proposition, proposed the 13-word constitutional amendment. 15 former attorneys general. The co proposed constitutional amendment was the Supreme Court of the United States shall be composed of nine justices. Of those 15 former attorneys general, all of whom had represented their states, all of whom had, to my knowledge, had argued before the United States Supreme Court. Guess what? Eight were Democrats and seven were Republicans. Mm -hmm. So you would think that they probably know something about the legal system, something about the Constitution. Mm -hmm. and, and they completely were nonpartisan. We are a nonpartisan group. Republicans have tried to pack the court, have packed the court. Democrats are talking about packing the court. We want to maintain a separate and independent constitution. Thank you. Have a great one. Good day today. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.